Hi, and welcome to Future Proof Your Career, the podcast for VAs and online business managers. We're your hosts, Ingrid Bayer and Melissa Patterson from the VA Institute, your go-to resource for all things VA. Buckle up and let's get into it. Welcome to this episode of Future Proof Your Career, the podcast that's for all those people out there who want to get their VA businesses up to speed and exceeding expectations. Absolutely. Uh, Online business managers, that's the sort of people that we're talking to. Um, So, Mel, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, it seems like an a- ages since we've actually talked. So it we are—we've been looking forward to this one because this really is the, the, you know, the nuts and bolts of what we do in the VA industry. Um, it's our foundation. You know, what exactly is a virtual assistant? Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but I get—I always get questions from people that say, "I didn't even know that this was a thing." <laughs> Or perhaps they had an idea and all of a sudden they found out that their idea was a thing, right? (laughs) Would that be you, Ingrid Bayer? (laughs) Well, yes, it was because I remember distinctly back in the early um, stages of me setting up my business where I was searching for something to do from home, right? Mm. What do you usually come up with? I know what I came up with when I first started searching was all these get-rich-quick schemes. MLM, um, Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin wouldn't have been around when you were. No, that was the dark ages, remember. (laughs) Sorry, that's right. (laughs) But absolutely, it was all get-rich-quick and I thought, like I started to lose heart actually. Mm. but. Luckily for me um, that I found virtual assisting and I realised that it was this thing I could channel my energies into. So let's go back to basics and let's talk about what exactly is a virtual assistant. Absolutely. So, Mel, tell me what your definition is and I'll fill in any gaps that you've got. Um, I My definition is it's anyone um, who can work with their skill set, typically in an admin type background, but not exclusively. Hmm. Um, So like creative, um, social, you know, any of that sort of stuff as well. Um, Running a business virtually, typically from home. Yes. Um, I think that's... (laughs) That's a pretty good definition. I'll tell you what I say too. So The virtual assistant industry, if you want to talk about us in terms of an industry, and for anyone who's just tuning in and doesn't really know, um, the virtual assistant industry is what I would, and I'm very visual, so my description is always visual. If you were to think of an umbrella, under that umbrella sits many, many, many different um, areas of expertise. So that can range from... Um, bookkeeping, general administration, executive assisting, social media, copywriting, uh, social media advertising, IT experts, um, and then online and, course developers. Yeah, and podcast VA. Podcast, yeah. Um, and it can also be areas of expertise in terms of niching. So it could mm. be legal VAs or financial services industry VAs or NDIS VAs. So, like, and that's, we're just scratching the surface, right? It really, I guess what the 
what we're defined by is our ability to do what we do online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the industry is massive, okay? Huge. And, you know, um, sometimes when we're talking to people, we hear people say, um, but I'm worried about saturation. And uh, a lot of the time it's about educating them that not every VA has the same skill set. And, you know, whilst you might be thinking that everyone does, they don't. Well, the other thing that we hear a lot too, Mel, and I know you and I have both seen this happen a heck of a lot in the conversations we've, ha- we've had with many people over the last years, right, number yeah. of years, is that people will come up with the objection of, oh, but I don't do social media. Oh, yes. So let me just really be very clear here. You don't have to do social media <laughs> to be a VA, right? The great thing about this industry, and I think the most important takeaway from this whole conversation really should be, start with what you do best. Absolutely. Well, we were just having a conversation with someone this morning who was asking us about, um, you know, do we train the skill set? And we said no. So you you have to, whatever your skill set is in, that's where you should start. Yeah, like if you're a website builder who specifically deals with Shopify websites, that could be what you mm-hmm. do in an online space. Absolutely. So you, could, you could slip under that VA banner, most certainly, or umbrella. Mm. Um, so it really comes back to starting, I guess, in your comfort zone, in your area of expertise. We call it staying in our lane mm-hmm. and not in a mean way either because... <laughs> You know, Mel, and I know, and I know it's happened to you and you can sort of talk about that, is that where you start isn't always where you will end up. And it's absolutely so Oh yeah, for sure. Your your business can morph um as you go through. Like the, the people that have done really well over COVID have actually pivoted um their service offerings. Um we've seen people that have developed skills in podcast editing um that they didn't have before because there was an increased need in podcast editing, mm. you know. Um online it, course providers like yes, those online learning platforms gosh that's gone through the roof absolutely so you know um the the people that were perhaps offering um you know more traditional services and they didn't uh want to pivot Mm. I hate using that word I know I'm so sorry COVID-y right (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) We have to shake off pivot. We have yeah. to replace it with a different word. <laughs> it's so 2020. Um, so, um, you know, you can absolutely change your service offering. I don't offer the same services that I did offer when I first started. And when absolutely I started, not. holy moly, when I think back, I just went yes to everything. Possibly <laughs> what you shouldn't do. But, yes. hey, you can learn from me now, like from my mistakes, but... Yeah, I was doing things that I quickly realised I didn't love and that was in particular, and please don't take this personally, answering people's phones more than used to drive yes. me bonkers. Um, but I did it because it was a way for me to earn some money and, you know, experience something different, grow my business, and then I got it to a, a 
point where I just went, right, that's it. No more finance room for mm. me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that took me like three months to figure that thing out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, like I, I said, is that, you know, I did know and I was really comfortable with that in an employed job sense. But in my own business, what did that do, prove to me was that it was limiting me and it was tying me to my computer and I actually had more reasons than wanting to be tied to my computer to be doing my own business, right? I wanted mm. to have some flexibility. Um, so, yeah, so that that really, I guess, hopefully it outlines what a VA is. Mm. So what can they do or what do they do? Um I think the next thing would be like how does a VA actually start? Well, as in, will you tell me as as in how do they get their work or? No, like how how could someone that wants to become a VA actually start their business? Like do you have to um, quit your work that you're doing to start it or? but can you still work full time um, or, you know, do you have to be working right now? Yes, all of the above. You can do exactly <laughs> what you want to do. Like, you know, we encourage people to follow their own path, mm. blaze your own trail. Like if it's, if it's appropriate for you and if it's necessary for you to be working in your full-time job, which it was for me, I know it was for you, Mel, Um, then you build it after hours and on weekends and so be it. Um, And you build it to a point where, you know, you are sacrificing that downtime, but there's a reason and there's a goal at the end of that and we both know what it was like to reach that goal. Um, But there will be some people who are in a much more probably or probably less challenging situation um where they maybe can scale back a bit with their full-time job yeah we'll we'll come back to that because I want to touch on that for a second mm-hmm. um I, I do find that when I'm talking to people who um aren't juggling um work so they're they're just starting their business there's no pressure uh to replace an income or anything like that I do find that it's more of a challenge for those people sometimes because they haven't got that pressure to be earning a certain amount or to be launched or out of their full-time job in a certain time. So um, sometimes I do find that, you know, it's kind of that failure to launch thing. Would you agree? Well, there's, yeah, you're right. You know, pressure can actually be the inspiration for getting it started because, Mm. you know, there's a real dream and there's a drive and, you know, failure is not an option, and all the crows are laughing at me. I love now. the crows, yeah. I know. I've got, isn't it wonderful? I work in a virtual space and I've got access <laughs> to the outdoors. So wonderful. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think you're right. I think, in a way, well, it depends. It really does come back to the individual personality. And mm. I know we're going to talk in future episodes about the entrepreneurial mindset, and that does come into play with this. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it's, I know lots of people who have transitioned from full-time or certainly work commitments into their VA business mm-hmm. and the drive was definitely very great for them yeah. to, to transition across. And the other one would be um, people that are on maternity leave 
and they don't want to have to go back to that job. Like they've got that looming deadline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good driver as well. Um. <laughs> well, I've seen people too discover that they actually loved working from home. Mm. Um, and that was really because they were given the opportunity to do that flexible working um, situation within their own jobs, um, specifically during the 2020 and, and into 2021, of course. Because um, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> We're still working from home. But they've kind of gone, do you know what, I actually really like this. Mm. Now, I think there's research that's, I think it's something around 90 days to build a habit. Maybe Yes, yes, 90. Yeah. Yep. So 90 days, holy moly. We did much more than 90 days, right? Mm-hmm. And so the habit's set and there's no going back. So people are looking for other options and those people in particular have an urgent need. They want to build their business and not be called back to the office. And have yes, and the commute. I was talking to someone a couple of days ago and she said it's like an hour and 45 minutes commute each way yeah. that I'm losing that time spending with my kids, you know, um, or, or whatever, you know. You don't have to have kids to be a VA, by the way. Um, <laughs> you, don't. you can have cats, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> or both. um so I just there's one sentence that I read in this book um that uh might be coming out soon you might be familiar with it it's by this author um her name's Ingrid Bayer uh and (laughs) book's called Future Proof Your Career um (laughs) was that a good plug that was such a good plug. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you did. You used this um, particular sentence in your book, mm-hmm. and it's how you get started as a VA is as unique as you are. And I really love that sentence, Ingrid, because it just sums it all up. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong way. There is no right or wrong way. And the truth of the matter is, it's your business. So you get to choose. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And even when we're training people, you know, we say to people, this is our recommendation, but ultimately it's your business. So you get to choose whether you're going to do that or not. Totally. You've got to try it on. But the good thing, I guess, you know, what I love about doing the training that we do with people is that we give them that opportunity to have it all set up, to sit in the driver's seat, to take control of the controls, the mm. levers and dials of their business. And if it doesn't feel right, well, you can change it a little bit. You Absolutely. Can, you can, you know, move your seat to fit you basically. So, you know, I think it's really important to remember that everyone is different and I see some amazing examples of that every day with people who've decided that something will work better for them and they've taken it and run with it. Um, but I also, hats off, to people who I admire with, uh, you know, I greatly admire, are those people who during these times where it's been a bit difficult have actually looked for opportunities. So they've looked for the nuggets within, you know, if you think of a beach, you find a diamond in that sand and this is what these people are able to do. And I admire their tenacity and I admire their ability to actually look for the opportunity. Mm. And that is one of the key elements of having a winning business is to, you know, always be looking for the 
the solution. For sure, for sure. And actually that's a good lead into our next episode where we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about exactly that. (laughs) Ingrid, when people start their business, is it a huge, like, you know, if you were to start a bricks and mortar business, like there's serious upfront costs. So starting a VA business, what do you actually need? Oh, well, not terribly much. Um, I'm going to make an assumption that most of us have 95% of what we need to run our VA business and the remaining, maybe 98%, and the remaining small percentage would be, if you haven't already set up, a free ABN, which is yes. for Australian business owners. Don't ever pay for an ABN. Yeah. If right. you find someone that wants to pay, wants you to pay for it, you're getting scammed. Yep, because it's free. It's easy to free. sign up for. Um, they may choose to register a business name, which is, as we know at the moment, it's $35 or $36, $36 for 12 months. Yep. Or it's cheaper over three years. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, we're talking, you know, tens of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we recommend, of course, that you are online because you are an online business. So you have an online presence and part of your virtual shop front should be a website. So be you- online, there's one thing that, that everyone needs to have access to. The internet. Yes. That- which most of us, yes. like, again, 90, 99% of us will have, well, I'd say 100, yeah. but anyway, they have access to the internet. Um, but, of course, we want you to have a domain name as well. Now, mm-hmm. that can cost, mm, you know, around about $20 a year, I would yeah. say. 20 25 depending um, on. And know. then there's the running costs of your business, which, again, are very minimal. So, remember, you're working this from home. So, Yes, you are going to use your internet and, yes, you are going to have an office space set up, but guess what? You're going to be having those as tax-deductible expenses against yes. your business. So and you're already paying for them already. already. You're already paying for the internet. You're already paying for your power. Hmm. You're already paying for your phone. All that. So the other costs would be um, your website hosting. Mm-hmm. Again, is like minimal. Um, yeah. uh, around about $20 a month, I think. Yeah, like I, I've got a nice little hack that I use for Wix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a markdown addict. <laughs> um, so you can, so depending on the, um, the conversion of the dollar at the time, up to about $25 a month. But there's a hack where you can actually get it for 110 bucks or thereabouts for a year. Which is awesome value, right? It's huge. Yeah. So, so that's a minimal expense. Minimal. What, and email address? $8, yes. Are we, I know with G Suite we always quote $8.80 a month. That's yep. to, you know, Google. Mm-hmm. Um, what other costs? Oh, insurance. So if you, yeah. when you get set up properly, you know, we don't, um, we, we have a find a VA is our job lead group. Um, anyone who joins that has to have at least professional indemnity insurance. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you recommend that? Well, that actually protects you and your client. So if you, <laughs> if you do, do something that causes your client a, a loss, um, or damages to their business, and that could be any number of things. It could be sending an email out to the wrong people. It could be, yeah. 
having a phone call with someone and divulging some information you shouldn't have, just not even Spelling something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Email address or, you know. Or yeah. putting some social media up for someone that yes. actually was right and caused them to suffer a loss, maybe lose clients, you could be sued. And that's part of being responsible in your business and making sure that you're addressing any risks. So we think that it's very important. In fact, I know it's very important to have professional indemnity insurance. Hot on the heels of public liability, you know, you definitely cannot go and... Um, Go to a trade fair, for example, if you want to go and, um, you know, set up at a trade fair and show people your VA business, you're going to have to have public liability. But, you know, the thing is that the majority of us set our businesses up for a level of or a measure of freedom, flexibility, you know, and, and you know, we want to be able to travel with our business. We want to be able to pick it up and move. Um, so chances are you're going to be working out of your home office. So yeah. You're in the public sector, you're in the public sphere, anything could happen and if someone's injured as a result of you sitting down doing your work, guess what? Especially if you choose to work from your kids, I don't know, soccer game or swimming lessons or something mm. and someone happens to trip over your uh, laptop bag or, you know, something like that. Um, and I, I've seen an increase in um, some requests for people, for VAs to come to meet with a client, you yeah. know, once a month or something. In that case, yeah, you do need public liability. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the costs and they are very minimal. Like they really are yeah. minimal. And remember, costs are tax deductible expenses. Yeah. So you take that off and, you know, you actually balance that against the income that comes in. And in comparison to other startup businesses, it's very, very low risk. Super low risk. And as we said before, setting it up, you could, you could, set it up as a side hustle while you're mm. still working in your full-time or part-time job. Mm, so, absolutely. You, know, you are very low risk. Um, what type of people do we see um, typically in the VA industry in Australia? Well, I know that we, and we've done a couple of surveys about this too, mm. um, I know that the majority of people we've seen respond to our surveys have had a minimum of about 10 years experience in an administrative back like career background whether that in be, real life yeah you know, yeah so they've they've come from a workplace or job that gave them 10 years plus experience so you know this they're people who know their stuff right mm. one thing um what else what else do you know? women or men oh <laughs> um the majority and it's not because we choose it that way no one of those things the majority of people who end up being VAs are women and yes we do have some great guys within the industry I'm not not definitely not discounting that but it is the truth that 99% of us are women and yeah. that's possibly I guess well definitely is a flow-on effect of many women being in those admin sort of careers yeah, definitely. And it doesn't mean that it's exclusive to women, as you said. You know, there's certainly, you know, men could absolutely be doing this. Yeah, they could. And, you know, it is perfect for, you know, when you're thinking about it as a great career option for a woman um, or man for that matter, you can balance it up so you can actually have that flexibility. And, you know, running your own business means that you are responsible for setting those boundaries. And, 
you know, working with clients in a way that suits you. So, mm. you know, when we see people often with young families um, coming into this industry, they're able to make sure that it is able to work for them and their family mm. needs. So, you know, that's another benefit. Absolutely. Um, and the industry itself uh, in Australia, one thing that I've noticed is um, it's hugely collaborative, uh, unlike really any other industry that I've been in. You know, education has certainly got a level of um, you're in it for yourself mm. Um Sales would absolutely, <laughs> you know, um, whereas this industry, what I've noticed is that people are willing to help each other, um, not, you know, help each other in terms of telling you how to uh, perform all of your social media tasks and those mm. types of things. But, you know, if you're stuck on a little thing, troubleshooting. Well, people do give you pointers though. I like, yeah. We see so many examples of, um, that collaborative nature I remember when I started I actually thought well this is going to end soon this collaborative feeling it's must be the honeymoon <laughs> stage <laughs> um but it hasn't ended you know here I am 13 years down the track and it's still that same feeling it's that generosity of spirit um and you would think that there would be some sort of competitiveness that would rear its ugly head um and yeah look by all accounts if you would look at it in black and white, yes, we are all competitors. But you know what? There's so many opportunities out there that we don't have to be yep. competitive natured. We we actually need to focus on us more than anything and do the best that we can do in what we and we absolutely um you know when we're training people we're, we're training them not just to build relationships with potential clients but to build relationships with other people in the VA industry mm. and we certainly see a lot of referrals um you know tagging of other people because you know that one person might not have capacity or you know it might not be a particular skill set that they're offering yeah um and, and that sort of stuff you know hey this would be a good one for you you know you don't typically see that in a lot of other industries. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, we do see a lot of collaborative um, examples of people sort of asking to either pull in subcontractors, so yeah. that's one thing that can yes. happen. But the other thing is getting to know other VAs in your industry gives you that opportunity to, remember we said you don't have to do social media. Mm. If that's you, well, then you can find another VA who does social media and you can team up together. And that's how the industry can work, very collaboratively. So for sure. Yeah, swap that out with whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> Insert key service yeah. area. <laughs> and that's exactly how it works. It's it's like I still often go, wow, I just can't believe that this industry is the way it is. It's amazing. Yeah. The last little question that I've got is if there's a business owner and they're thinking, could I use a VA and how could I use a VA? Um, what's the answer to that? Because typically I say make a list of all of the things that you do in a day mm-hmm. and then you can probably outsource half of that. Well, <laughs> you know, it does come back to the individual and I have to say, like being someone now who works with, I counted up all the VAs in our team. Ooh. 
there's 17 <gasps> plus me. Holy um, guacamole. I know. Um, and I was like quite shocked myself. Um, but being someone who has done this and has had experience now for a while, um, it comes back to you and your your individual management style. And sometimes it takes a little bit of learning um, about how best to do this. So number one, I would suggest go with a VA that you can have a really good communication, um, mm -hmm. like a, a great open communication, very transparent. Um, number two, if you're not really sure about how to get started, start with one thing. Like definitely do that list, but start with one thing and build confidence because that's the way it should work. And then you can start to feel like you can give more away. Mm. Eventually you get to a point where it's like, can you just take it all? It's a bit like having a baby. It's like get it out, you know. That, <laughs> that, that, that's a different analogy to use. But, yeah. um, you know, it is It is definitely um, you get to that point where you're like, look, just do it. And I've certainly had a variety of clients over the years and the ones that were able to say could you just do it I know you do this stuff could you just do it for me they were the easiest to work with and yes there is still a level of transparency and accountability mm. that a great VA you know we talked about superstar VAs in our last episode but you know there is that level that has to be kept and maintained and communication is by far the biggest factor in that relationship but um yeah like I think you know, you can achieve so much if you can learn how to let go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a hard thing. It's a really hard thing to learn how to let go. And as a VA, uh, as one of your VAs, Ingrid, I can certainly say that one of the most humbling things is when your client says to you, I trust you, just go and do it. Yes, and that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> that you're, you're very very vulnerable then but you know like, <laughs> it can, no look it can really work well and it comes back to you being very clear as well so if we go back to the basics you need to be very clear about what you need done and what your expectations are the other thing I would say a really important point is that your virtual assistant can only ever be as good as the instructions or information mm. that you pass on to them. So we've got all these amazing tools. We've got Zoom. We can record, um, you know, sessions of how we do things on our computer. Yeah. Where, um, we can, yeah, have SO SOPs. A lot of great VAs will develop SOPs for their clients. Um, but be aware that you need to give that information and be open to certainly or certainly be very uh, focused on developing that communication in the first early days and I would suggest I always suggest to new VAs to over communicate because it's really really important to get two-way feedback and work that way together because you're not in the same space yeah so absolutely I hope that that kind of starts to paint that picture but certainly you know it's something that um the other thing I will say is that sometimes not everyone is suited to working um, online. Yes. So I have had clients um, that really didn't gel well with the online space and it wasn't their best way of communicating. Mm -hmm. And so in the end, we came up with a solution that was for them to have someone actually physically in their office. Yeah. So likewise, it doesn't it doesn't work for every client, mm. and also it, setting up your own VA business is not for everyone. It's 
definitely not for everyone. You know, when when we have calls with people, I I say to them, so the first thing is to work out, you know, have you got a skill set that you can build on? And the second thing is, do you actually want to have your own business? Mm, mm. If you want to be an employee, um, probably not. Get a job. You should, yeah. <laughs> you need to go get a job. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're not offering jobs. Um, we're, we're showing you how to build businesses for yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's a huge topic, isn't it, Mel? I think we could talk. Yeah, I think we need much. to cut that there because um, <laughs> we could go on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add that as another topic. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, you know, it's a pleasure to bring these topics to you. I really hope that it's enlightened you. If you have a burning desire to find out more, jump on our website, vainstitute.com.au. We can schedule and a time. keep to... an eye out for Ingrid Bayer's new book. Oh, yes, and you can <laughs> definitely go and look on our website for my new book, Future Proof Your Career, which is I am so proud of. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. So anyway, all right. Take <laughs> care. Without further ado, bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, and thanks for listening to our episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything that we have coming in the future. And also, we'd love you to share this podcast with any friends, family or colleagues who you think would like to future-proof their career. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.